What's up, dudes? Why, well, thank you for your ongoing support. Me and my mom, Grandma Gutter Punk. She's rocking the house fucking down and destroying that motherfucker lately. Hope you've been enjoying these shows, man. We've had some fucking doozies. They're only going to get fucking better, too. All my haters, you guys can keep sucking my nuts. Everybody else, join us on the fucking show. You can uh, send me and my mom money. AdamAirWilliams at gmail.com via PayPal. Go ahead and fucking hook it up. We appreciate it. We will smoke it up, get puppy pads and all this other shit. Thank you guys, and keep staying tuned in to Adam Air MDGD Underground Cartoon Fucking Therapy. Uh, you're listening to Adam Air MDGED with my mom, Grandma Gutterpunk, here on Women's Week 2022 Underground Cartoon Therapy. Hey, Mom, how you doing out there? Happy Valentine's Day. Well, happy Valentine's Day to you, too. <laughs> well, we got the cool-ass episode today uh, with the light woman. She's here with us, and we get to, like, do this again. She's giving us a second chance. I know she's got a lot to say. Say it again, Mom. I said, that's good. I thought she might. No, she's an awesome person. Uh, she's our special guest today, y'all. Um, it's an honor to have her. She's a great uh, person and uh, a great woman. As uh, Women's Week continues, thanks to you, Mom. Appreciate it. Well, you know, you're 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 doing a you're in, you're empowering women. And uh, we got two episodes today, y'all. So. Uh, I don't know. I'll probably put them out side by side, depending. You'll have to just go check it out. Maybe I'll do a double feature. Uh, but uh, we have Light Woman today, so let's go ahead and just uh, get her the fuck out here. You want to, Mom? No. Here, hold on a second. Right on, guys. Welcome back to the show. I've uh, I kind of fucked up on the last. Uh, run of this, I had recorded a great, awesome show with uh, returning guest Light Woman, but for you guys, it's the first time. Because <laughs> I fucked up the first time, huh, Light Woman? Well, it was clearly not meant to be. No worries. We're here again. We're here again, and welcome to Women's Week. And yeah. this is brought to you by my mom, who had come up with the idea to support uh, women. Uh, Basically, in, in different situations in life, uh, and dealing with uh, problems that aren't necessarily out there or whatever, we're not really necessarily talking about it. Uh, you're a light shaman, <laughs> and I uh, got to meet you up on the UFO land, and uh, we hit it off right away. I was like, oh, she's my doctor. And uh, <laughs> I wanted to just bring you on the show because uh, I know I've had my own trials with uh, coming into light 
or understanding, and it's just easier to hide in shadow sometime. And uh, I'm gonna shut up, shut the fuck up, and let you talk for a minute. How are you doing on Valentine's Day, by the way? Well, hello, good morning, everybody. <laughs> Nice, and we're going to jump into that, and I wanted to say, hey, Mom, how you doing? Thanks for being here with us. I'm all right. Yep, and I I figured you'd really like uh, to talk to her again, because I know you weren't feeling well. Yeah. And uh, so I'm glad that we got this ability to capture this show, and, and thanks for being here, Mom. I appreciate everything. Yeah, well, I know that fucking feeling, huh? You know? Well, I'm glad that we got this uh, show going. I think a lot of us know how that feels right about now, too. Especially with uh, virus fucking got, got everybody in lockdown. And, you know, I've got friends that I've talked to in the UK recently, too, that are just afraid about losing their jobs because... They're like mandatory vaccinating over there now. And, uh, you know, how me and Light Woman met too was on a, on a land where you couldn't be vaccinated. You weren't allowed to be vaccinated to be there. And, you know, I wonder if they would have let my mom in and just been like, well, hey, you know, I know you got vaccinated, but. No, I was not just that. I was vaccinated as a kid. Well, not with that. Not with what's going on now, though. Right. We've all been vaccinated, Mom. But, you know, we haven't been vaccinated with this specific, like, COVID uh, bullshit. And that's that was when I went up to Mount Adams. What's the name of that place, Light Woman? 
Washington. And, yes. the, and it's what was the guy's name? He has his own podcast on, and it almost is like Gaia supporter uh, style, because you're looking at, according to them, the Palladians are coming off the side of that mountain, right? Uh, that's what they um, have sensed into, yes, yes. Uh, it's, quite, it's quite an active area. Uh, would it be okay if I steered us back into... Um, the uh, concept of death, the concept of this virus, because this is... By all means, yeah, of course. This this has never been about a virus. And let's let's just talk about death. What is death, okay? Okay. Um, And why is it that we've been conditioned to fear a natural process uh, of life, okay? So it's come to my awareness that this is more like a dream state. We are not capable of experiencing the totality of our being uh, in this dimensional reality. So although we feel like we're, we're very much alive, uh, the truth of the matter is this is part of the deep sleep. This is the best school you've ever attended. These are the best lessons and gifts and blessings ever to come your way, that each and every one of us chose to be here right now. There are no coincidences that uh, those who wish to retain power and control uh, have have created a a whole new scare uh, and way of separating people. However, uh, having to go into our homes, into our caves, you know, in, and experiencing what uh, Grandma said as cabin fever, experiencing uh, what was shared as depression. I think of depression as time for deep rest, right? It's been actually, uh, if we could consider the, the gifts that this experience has given us, we've had to face our fears. It's been thrown in our face. Many of us have had to um, do what we call shadow work. Uh, That is the uh, acknowledgement that there is, you know, some things within our own selves that that aren't serving our highest and best good. Our fear, our shame, our self-judgment, even self-loathing, our judgment and separation from other. We live in a community, in a society, in a dimension where it is to the benefit of those in service to self that we continue as a collective and as a singular unit, as a sovereign being, to deny our light, to deny the light within. And the messages that came through this morning uh, and Archangel Raphael is also very much supporting our connection, uh, bringing forth the frequency of love and wishing to remind us that God is. God is. God is. God is in all that is, including each and every one of us. And our key, our golden key to enlightenment is our love and is our light. When we experience the transition, when our chakras move into our soul star chakra, these are energy bodies, right? We are a vehicle. We are inhabiting a human vehicle. When we experience the process of death, that which we are is lifted into the light, that which we are. And we are greeted by beautiful beings that we individually 
allow to express that. So we might be greeted by ancestors and families. We might be greeted by Yeshua, Jesus, Mother Mary. We might be greeted by um, galactic beings. How, whatever is within our frequency, that's what we will attune to when we experience what I view as the grand awakening. Um, death is like an ecstatic process of bliss that allows one to come into the highest state of self that each and every one of us are, are attempting to integrate right now. Whether you know it or not, you're being bombarded with higher and higher light frequencies. And as a being that is made up of elements and as a being that works on waves and frequencies and magnetics and patterns and the mathematics of being, it is always to our best interest to know how to help ourselves shift out of states of disease, despair, depression, denial, right? And how do we do that? Through working with the light. There are simple techniques that we can shift our energy. Adam, you use art, right? You use sound and music, right? Yeah. Gra Grandma, I'm sure you use your magic. I teach people how to breathe and, and learn how to how to integrate mindful breathing techniques so they can feel into where they have a density. Okay, so so dark and light are are, are just different places on, on the light spectrum, right? So something that feels heavy and dense can can present in our bodies as illness, sickness, anxiety, depression. Uh, and all kinds of other conditions, so to speak. However, understand that everything, whether it's a contrasting situation, whether it's something we don't want or it's something we desire greatly, everything is a gift and a blessing at its core. Everything, no matter how it appears, that, that we're as humans connected to has that spark of light. Nothing is separate. God is, God is, God is. Okay? So so learning how to use our divine and holy vessel to its highest capacity can serve us. So if you're stuck in your home, if you have to put on a mask, if you can't, if you feel like you're being contained, there are things that you can do, like practicing meditation, practicing tapping. Uh, breath work, mirror work, looking at yourself in the mirror and allowing yourself to gaze into the into the beauty of your true being, into your divine innocence. But see, that's so hard for people because we've literally been conditioned and programmed to feel unworthy. We've literally been conditioned and programmed into boxes. We live in boxes. We drive in boxes. We carry a control device called a box. That, that literally with all the electromagnetic frequencies, it's attuning us out of alignment to source, to our truth, that we are not separate from all that is and that we are very powerful creational beings. I'm not sure who quoted this, um, but, but the quote is, we're not afraid of our smallness. We're afraid of our greatness. And this fear is something that literally comes through our DNA, through our epigenetics. So so many of us find ourselves 
repeating cycles that maybe our parents, our grandparents, our ancestors have repeated. Yeah, so just repetition have, in the in the bloodline. The wheel of shit. Okay, so that's the deal. So when something appears to us, it's somehow something that's asking to be healed within us when it feels like a wheel of shit, a bowl of shit, right? Yeah. So so when just acknowledging it as, wow, this is really hard, this doesn't feel so good, and then allowing oneself to calm the vessel with breath, Come into the presence and then consider asking self, you know, is there something that that my inner being wishes to show me or tell me? Is there something that my body is telling me? So for being a woman, being a feminine divine, being a mother, a daughter, a sister, and a grandmother that I am, I recognize I serve a different role than, than a man would serve. And I know that the shame that is ingrained within me has been carried through for millennia, thousands and thousands of years. We've been, we've been conditioned to believe that there's something shameful about our sex. There's something shameful about our body. We must be small, not speak up. So many women are doing the exact opposite, right? They're they're like, fuck you, you know, I'm going to be me, screw you, I could do anything a man could do, blah, blah, blah. And that's that warrior, that's that fighting, that's still a sense of resistance to the divine nature of self. So, so it is our true nature to be that, that temple, that holy vessel, right? We are meant to receive. Right? As women, we're the holy grail. As women, we are the birthers of all life, right? It takes the light, it takes the seed to to allow the egg to to split, right? Yeah. And and to grow. And it's that way with everything, um, other than maybe what are those little seahorse creatures, okay? <laughs> but, but there are, there are female, um, uh, you know, reptilian beings that can uh, produce offspring without a male. But there are no men that can produce life, right? So being the mother, um, wearing the cloak of, of the female, right, is, is a very powerful honor position to be in. Well, you're also going to have haters now, because you kind of hit a nerve. I just wanted to reflect on it. You'll hit the haters now that want to be able to reproduce. And they can't, because originally they were men. But that's not how, what I'm saying is they're not identifying, a lot of men are changing their pronoun. They're becoming a different person. Well, that, that's okay because we're at pure choice here. Everybody gets to choose. There are beings that are born into their bodies and they reject their bodies because it doesn't feel like them, right? 
However, these beings must recognize that they did choose the vessel they're inhabiting. We believe it or not, we chose our parents, we chose where we all are at some level, okay? And so we come in here because we're eager, many of us are eager to grow at an exponential rate. It's like getting your PhD coming to planet Earth, to Mother Earth. Others of us are here to simply shine the light at this time because we are in a great transition, the grand wheel of life is turning and we are being invited to lift up into the upper rooms, the upper realms, the higher frequencies of self-awareness, of consciousness. There are those that wish to put on their mask and wear their costume. They are most comfortable labeling themselves. They need the label, okay? So that is a part of the conditioning also that's come through, right? We, what do we do when we label something? We limit it. And let's return to the truth of our nature is it, we are limitless. So we can, as a man, choose to be a woman, right? And there may be, you know, some day where there's a way to create a womb. Every, everybody has a womb right? When, when you're growing in your mother's womb, you start out as, as feminine, okay? There, with the chromosomes, right? All starts out as the feminine. So, so then we're split, you know, and some are born male, some are born female. Some don't choose to, to keep that label and identify with what they, as they were born, because they feel their truth is, I'm, I'm really a woman in a man's body, right? Or, or I'm neither, I'm androgynous, I, or I'm both, right? So all of this is coming up more and more now because people are questioning their identity because we cannot help but see that it's a little nutty and crazy on planet Earth right now. And to say the least. <laughs> we're naturally seeking that which is going to smooth us. Right? So I encourage each and every one of us to fly our free flag, be who we are, but with integrity and honor of self and understand it's not anybody's job to accept you for who you are. It's your job to accept and love yourself fully and wholly for who you are, embracing all your bumps and bruises and loving every bit of yourself. It's not going to be mommy or daddy or the government or your friends that are going to say rah rah for you. That that would be wonderful if you have divine support and the support system around you. But listen, if 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 you are one that is still saying I'm a victim to others' judgments, actions, and opinions, you indeed will still experience lessons that say yes, you're a victim. Yes. You're, you're, you're repressed, right? Does that make sense? So be careful what you agree to. I can allow my friends to have their judgments, their opinions. They, they get to own that. They get to contain that. When they're ready to release and shift that which is not feeling so good for them, when they're ready to come into a state of self, higher self-love, higher self-awareness, and learn how to manage their own light body because our frequency, we are right now, everyone that's listening, 
we are literally touching each other's frequencies. You can feel me as I can feel you. We're agreeing to this, right? So, however, so it, it serves us to understand when we're going out in cities, when we're going out in public, when we're when we're having to have a conversation with someone we're not comfortable with, we want to learn how to to protect our energy so that we don't become infected by their dis their disharmony, right? We don't want we don't want to absorb that which is not for our highest and best good. And many of us are still at the kind of um, elementary stage of who am I, what am I, and, and what do I really want, right? We're all trying to figure out where we fit in. Um, and so let's, let's just go back to um, the importance of self-love. If you don't love yourself, you're going to be looking for what you would call love in another, ending up in lustful relationships, ending up in repeated cycles. You're just going to attract the same person in a different body um, and because you're coming from a state of need when there's not that self-appreciation and self-love. I'm not, I'm not talking about narcissism. Narcissists don't love themselves. That's an episode that me and my mom are getting ready to put out too. Um, I was going to put it out under Women's Week, but I just I just felt like it's just such a natural, uh, uh, you know, topic. Uh, it's like one in four relationships end up in some narcissistic BS. What you, because mom, you remember like uh, when I recorded that show, it was like back in Halloween. Sex yeah, we still have to put that out, you know. And I, I didn't want to disrespect the woman that went through it because she obviously is still going through reverberation of the abusive relationship. I think that's the best way to put it. On the show, you can hear it. You know, she's obviously in pain, you know. Uh, I've been hesitant to put it out. And it's not just because of uh, the the... The specific issue, but it's because of the humanity behind it. And I think, you know, in a lot of things, you're talking about a lot of things, Light Woman, and I want you to take a breath sometimes so me and my mom can come in. Is that cool? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I want my mom, my mom's got a lot to throw down on this kind of uh, thing, too. <laughs> I know, me too. I couldn't help it. Where that's normal. Yeah. Everybody in New Orleans mad up, especially right now. It's Mardi Gras. You know, but uh, I I was hung on every word you were saying, saying too, Light Woman. I mean, you're on the ball, man. I it's really there. I think you know the one thing I like to establish specifically in the kind of directional uh, pioneering of art therapy and having you on as a guest and most of the people that listen to this show are creating on some level regardless of who they are and their identity they're all artists but for the most part you know and i told you i gave you that musicians producers yeah movies. i mean everybody's pretty much involved in the art and uh 
and right now we're going through new experiences like you were saying at one point during the what you were what you were saying you know we're going through so many new things and it's it's that search for identity that hasn't been explored yet yeah and i i would you know when we're artistically expressing this is this is your expression of yourself and I, I want to also just tap into compassion because as soon as you started talking about, you know, many of us were abused as children. Yeah. Horrifically abused. And, and that that's one of the hardest things to, to heal. Go ahead, Mom. What are you saying, Mom? Oh, I was trying to get the dog to go pick it down because she was trying to climb up in my lap. <laughs> We interrupt the program for more puppy antics, brought to you by our friends at Vegan Dog Food Place. No, they don't eat the vegan dog food. Now these guys are total carnivores. It's like it looks like a horror movie over there. All right. Well, let us know when the dogs are down, Mom, so we can continue the show. We're recording, so. Take <laughs> it down. Ow. Take it down. Good Ow. Lord. Where's the colonel? He's sleeping. I can't believe it. Usually when she gets this close to me, he starts growling. <laughs> what are we paying that guy for? He's jealous. He's 15 years old. He's like, I'm done bouncing around here. But yeah, to anyway to continue the what we were talking about, uh, we uh, the identity thing. Here's my deal: is I wanted to create this kind of like where you can have this dark ass kind of uh, lifestyle, but still applicate techniques to get to the light because they're as valid for those people like me, as they are for people who are talking the same thing, but have this kind of visionary outlet on, of, like, where where it ends up into this, like, oh, you're out in the woods, and it's, like, some nature shit. Not that there's anything wrong with any of that, and everybody needs that, but not everybody wants to be a rainbow hippie. You see what I'm saying? My mom's all rainbow camp. I'm not rainbow camp. I have done rainbow camp. I got a too. <laughs> I, you know, but I'm just saying, there's that visual that not everybody wants to come out listening to Fish or the Grateful Dead kind of vision thing. You know, some people are punks and metalheads. Like, my mom's a punk, but she's rainbow. But she, you know... See, I can't go, I don't like the, the whole thing. You know, I tried to do a I few rainbow camps, and I was just like, fuck these deadhead motherfuckers. Sorry, no offense to any deadhead listeners out there. But I, I really just didn't, I didn't give a fuck about it. I, I didn't, I, I wanted to be able to hit... It's not. That's what I'm saying. I'm. I gotta speak up for people like me. 
I have to speak up for people like me who are just punk and metalhead, strict kind of metal, you know? And and I wanted to say to... Well, for that listener that is listening, and if they know me, they know I'm a uh, pretty diehard metalhead. Yeah, people like you hang out in A-Camp by me. <laughs> Remember, like, there was, like, Waffle Camp, too, and you would make whatever fuck the fuck the uh, camp. <laughs> but, you know, there was the search for identity, right? And And... When you think about things like rainbow, you think about all colors, but there's just not that really that black stripe representing the goth and metal and punk community. And when you break down the subdivisions of all three of those, there's a lot, there's thousands and thousands of people who are missing out because they don't really want to hear what sounds like a new age thing. And, but the, it doesn't mean that the message isn't there in the new age thing. And I don't, I'm not buying into religions knocking out new ageism because I think there is something in it that is healthy where you just like, you know, it's not about this religious order or this kind of faction. And a lot of times religion can lead to abuse. Say it again, mom. It's about getting your body. And you're right. <laughs> so I, you know, I like that I have you on the show today, Light Woman, because I wanted you to talk about these things, and like I don't want to exclude people who, you know, they like cult movies, they like living in that kind of mindset that would seem to produce like a. A negativity, but in in a way, it's it's very, it's just the opposite. It's conducive, and it's conducive to watch gory movies and all these things that would typically like trigger out someone who was going into the light. But that's where you find somebody is in the dark a lot of times, especially now here on Earth. Yeah, it's a dark ass time. You're not just going to be like, hey, here's this, like... And I know I've been a challenging patient for you, light woman. <laughs> oh, it's, it's been my greatest honor and pleasure, you know, to allow myself to hold the space and and serve you, Adam. I'm not here to blow fairy and pixie dust up anybody's ass, but I am exactly. to, to support us all. Yeah, I want everybody to know it's for everybody. It's not just for a specific, oh, here's this delightsome group that, you know, and I feel like I have met other shaman, both dark and light, that have excluded the, the, the scheme of having everybody. And it's happened on the dark end of it, too. I've seen it, you know, where they just like, oh, that person's fucking blood. You know, it's just this cast of judgment. Yeah. It's helpful for others, as I would imagine all those artistic and creative beings, you know, how we express what's within us. It doesn't, it's not for me or anyone else to, to place judgment upon that. This is a part of your journey. This is a part of each individual's journey. It feels good to, to wear this thing, to 
yeah. what colors it may be, you know, circling back to really, we all long to feel comfortable in our own skin. Yeah. Ultimately, we don't want to pain and struggle, right? Okay. So we just want to feel feel good, and and we can create um, at a quicker rate the better that we're feeling is what I'm trying to say. Right? Yeah. So if it takes wailing and and mud and splashing and creations that can ah purge from the being, do it. Yeah. This is part this this is part of of your self-actualization process. I was you resonated. We met for a purpose and a reason. I remember when I tapped yep. in with my guides, I was told he works with the archangels. This is one that is here to help the children. This is a protector of the children. Yep. You know, he may appear a hot you know, a hot mess. You know, it is not for you to judge. You know, it is for you to come forward and to serve and to stand at his side and, and, and provide a softening when needed, provide um, some feedback to help Adam to consider maybe a different perspective if Adam's in, in, in a twist, right? Because yeah. I don't want any of my friends to be so twisted up. They feel like, I can't be here. I can't stand it. Fuck you all. I'm out of here. Yeah, okay? I feel that way. I mean, that's that's part of having PTSD, too, just not to steamroll you, but to say, you know, it is part of the show. And people that have this kind of PTSD, I think it's like when you're talking about real PTSD, you're talking about real shit. You know, you're talking about this real flashbacky. I have nightmares and wake up screaming and wake people up on a regular basis. That's why I'm glad Puss lives on the other side. That's a real, more and more common, I think, you know... We we do need to all feel like, hey, it's okay to be on this plane. I don't, and not a specific way needs to be accomplished. I don't like the whole cock blocking of getting into the spirit world. I think that's bullshit. And I think even people that listen to the most evil, dark metal, or you know, whatever the fuck it is, whatever they're in, as long as they're not hurting someone, they're either like participating in the production of someone else's therapy, which is where that music or art comes from to begin with. Because when these people do these things, it's you're letting it go. You're dealing with it. You're not hurting somebody. You're putting it into art. And I, and I think that's where I want to push more and more into the creative uh, aspect of uh, of pushing that, you know, th- hey, it's okay, whatever you, you're in, and you know what, people got opinions, you know, whatever, that's on them, if they want to troll you, that's on them. The businesses that will come out here in the future, and the doctors like you and I, and my mom, who is a doctor, like, you know, as soon as the hurricane hit, and, you know, we, that was a scary couple of episodes, I don't know if you heard those, light woman, Hurricane Maggie. You guys can go back and listen to that episode too. But as soon as it as soon as the hurricane came through, my mom was there with everybody else that was just out there serving. And that that's that form of being a doctor. 
and going to make sure other people are okay. We took in some lady with a baby, and uh, I was out there filming when the winds were straight up 100 miles an hour. That's not counting the guts. <laughs> I was out there with my camera filming like an idiot. But I've been through so many hurricanes, I know how to work with the wind. So they can't blow me all over the place. That was a scary-ass moment. I was listening to the alarms going off. and Yeah, and the one minute I had to hold on to the door frame. <laughs> oh, man. See, you know, that... But a lot of people did not sustain the way that you did, Mom, and there was a lot of damage. And I there... was surprised that we came through with, a, with just the uh, electric wire that it's had to, to the house being torn off the corner of the house and uh, a leak on foot's inside from the front room all the way back to the kitchen. A leak as in part of a tree going through his roof, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, uh... <laughs> With everybody over here, I had three dogs, his wheelchair, <laughs> my you, walker. You do a lot for the community around there. You do a lot, you know? It's a lot. And I think that's what it's all more, too, is about... In order to reach yourself, you have to, you have to like make it not about you. Right. And I think that's that's the thing, man. And I put a cane on there, and when I get to a club, I like the music. At I'll dance with the cane and tell everybody I ain't drunk. It's the cane's fault. Light woman, I wanted to ask you uh, about the. The uh, elder lady, I, uh, her name was Iris, and her husband, uh, Quentin. Yes. And I had told the story on a previous episode about uh, uh, being up on that land and the Mary gang returning. Um, but I, I also wanted you to tell it. I wanted to hear it from your point of view, that same story, uh, and what it looked like through your eyes what had happened when this elder man had lost his uh, his his wife up on this land. That was such a beautiful experience. When I drove up, that's when I first saw uh, Iris. And there's this, it, she was this beautiful, petite, elderly woman, probably close to 90, uh, 80. And I drove up and parked my little vehicle and she just was staring at me and looking at me. And so my first experience coming onto the East Eddy property was seeing Iris. And I thought, what a beautiful soul. And I saw this innocent child-like nature shining through her. And I just smiled and went along, you know, on my journey, right? Yeah. And then suddenly her husband, Quentin, uh, is saying, have you seen Iris? Have you seen Iris? Apparently, Iris just disappeared. I had I had met him briefly, and he said, you know, she likes to, you know, go into other people's vehicles and sit. Yep. Clearly was suffering, you know, from, from dementia, not really knowing where she, she was, and I was seeing her as a child appearing. So 
so Quentin, uh, um, you know, got us all together to help uh, find Iris and Adam. And Adam's friend was were one of the one of the small group of people that were searching for Iris. And lo and behold, she was found locked in someone's vehicle. Uh, and it was pretty hot, and she had all her jackets on, and you know she's not aware of where she is. And then um, wasn't it you, Adam, that that looked around and suddenly found the keys to the vehicle right on the trunk of the vehicle, or the other gentleman that was with you? Well, yeah. I, what had happened was uh, we Quentin had approached me at the other end of the camp. You were at you were near the uh, the the hall or whatever where they showed yeah. the. Um, and I was at the far end at the entrance and he had come back. He's like this, like you said, he's like this, he's a well looking dude. I guess he was like 94 years old mm-hmm. and Iris was right at his age, apparently. And I'd seen her earlier and she was in a car and she just, she looked like the grandma from Mars Attacks. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. But the grandma who lo- listened to the uh, Slim Whitman records, like, <laughs> and uh, she just looked exactly like that. If you can get that image in your head, kind of, just this frail little woman, man. And um, she was missing. And so, like you said, that's exactly how it went down. We got to the car, though, and there was another couple that was that was with us. And there was, like, it was a man and his wife. And he and the and the man had his hand on the trunk of the car, and Quentin was banging on the side passenger side, and Iris was just kind of drifting off, and she had all these layers on inside this hot ass car. I was like, she's going to not make it, you know, and you got these kind of thoughts going through your head because it doesn't, you don't know how long, you can't do that to anything. They're gonna just burn out, you know. And uh, and the guys, the guy whose hand was on the trunk of the car, all of a sudden there were just keys right under his hand. And uh, and Quentin was like, "What are those?" And he goes, "I I don't know." He said it just like that. He goes, "They just showed up, right?" And uh, so he went ahead and there was a couple keys. He got the right key, got her out of there. And I thought that was a miracle. And I had told the mortician, my my buddy the mortician, from the Mortician Diaries episode way back when, uh, we when we went up there, you met him too, and he was like the yeah. shy guy. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, like, you know, I told him, I was like, well, Mother Mary and Mary Magdalene are going to appear, and then you'll know when it happens. And that was it. I was asked to find her, and we found her, and we saved her, everybody that was helping Quentin out. Uh, And then we had to go to the podcast, the live podcast with uh, James, doing his podcast. And there was like rows, Mom. That's what I was telling you. There were like these rows. It was like, she was like six rows ahead of us, or whatever. And I was sitting kind of in the back. And man, Iris, as soon as that he started talking about the child predator problem, I looked over at Iris six rows up, and she looked back at me, and the shadow of of anger from that's how I'll put it. It was because at first it looks like, damn, what's this devil shit? 
Uh, but it's it wasn't. It was the Mary no, gang. It was the, mothers. It it was was the, the wrath mothers. of them. Yes. Getting ready to expose Maxwell, which we just saw. Yep. Prince Harry was just excommunicated from the British military. You know, it's these things are finally coming out into the open. They're going to be spoken about until we don't have to talk about it anymore. And I look forward to that day. You know that? But it, until then, we will keep talking about it. Especially on this show, which is a main topic that I will just continually go back into. Because uh, the safety of children. And as soon as James was talking about that on his podcast, the same thing. I looked at Iris and she looked back at me directly. And it was just a shadow of wrath in her eyes. It were just shadow. Her mouth was just shadow. And my, I kind of just stood still for a minute. And I felt that, you know? And it reminded me of my position and how, how much of not a joke this is not a joke. It's serious. You know, we had this talk last week and you were like, you're an extremist, Adam. <laughs> And, I, and, and <laughs> I was like, you're right. You know, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I, I feel very extreme about the situation and, the, and how much attention it's not getting. And I feel like your connection to light in this particular case is by protecting the things that need protected. You start doing that, you got the ability to do it. You, you have to do it on some level, man. Even if it's just thinking about it. Because that's an action. Yeah, honor, loyalty, and truth. And it has to just at least fucking cross your mind, man. Come on. It's not all about your art. You might be this great artist and all this other shit. It's not all about you, dude. And I think that's how, you, you know, the raw instance of coming into light. Because once that uh, brand of ego is shed that you've put so much time and dedication and blah, blah, blah into your craft... I've been there, man. My mom watched me go through it here. She watched me, like, totally lose my fucking mind because she knows I want to be in, a, in entertainment. And for all, all, you know, purposes, this is not an actual medical fucking show. You know, eventually, Mom, I'm going to have to put that fucking precursor on there until I actually I get my fucking art therapy uh, license, you know, which I will. I might be barred in four, 46 states, but the two that I'm not, hey, man, I'm going to be broadcast now, that motherfucker, you know? Uh, but uh, you know what I'm saying? I want to become a doctor. We're not going to, we're not ever, ever going to succumb to the fuck per minute rule. Oh, hell no. <laughs> fuck that. And fuck that, too. And fuck it all. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that you can take vitamin F. Fuck it all. Up anyway. <laughs> Just don't fuck yourself over in the process, okay? Please no, don't. No, 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 no. You know. You have to stay happy, stay safe, stay healthy, everybody. Yeah, it's Valentine's Day. Yeah, and you don't need to have like some boo or whatever. You just need to love yourself today. That's who you need to fucking love, okay? Love each other. Yep, and you know, doesn't you know you got what is it, thirty six bones in the human hand, and thirty seven when you're lonely. Yeah, 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you know what? It all goes back to the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. Bravo. I like that, Mom. That's the good yeah. shit. That's, that's that was better than my stupid joke that I just... <laughs> no. Aw. Aw. I hope you guys do well today. Enjoy it. Thank you, Light Woman, for joining us. Uh, we are hitting that end of the hour here. Well, thank you for inviting me. I, I know this might be something a little bit new for some of your listeners, and I'm really grateful for you all joining us. Uh, you know, we're all essentially here to uh, walk with each other. I would say so. I, I would really enjoy having you back anytime you felt like it. And uh, you got a great voice. I love what you're saying with it. It's pretty awesome. You have awesome cadence, too, for radio. Well, I appreciate that. And as, as one of the mothers presenting, just want everybody to know that you are so loved. And everyone is welcome, you know, in the heart of God, and all children. Yeah. Eventually. I like how we met. I like where we met at the beginning of the ley line. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. We did there it. Are no, there are no coincidences, so it's been a great joy and a great pleasure and an honor to connect with you and, and to you, Grandma, as well. Uh, I just love you, too. I'm grateful to be here. Thank you so much, Lie Woman. Go ahead and hold the line, okay? Ah, uh, come here, sweetie. Yes, come here. Let me get her leave. Well, while my mom's rounding off those dogs back there, it's a wild canine cheese cheeseburger and liquor party. It's a bunch of dogs all drunk, loaded on cheeseburgers. Holy shit. Anyway, thanks for joining us today for the light woman. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> if you guys got a studio, uh, you want to call me at the studio and tell me a story, rather? That's what I'm trying to fucking say. 206 you can kick me down and my mom. Uh, we'll take any donations you want to give. Uh, keep the show rolling. Help us keep our shit rolling. You all right, Mom? I'm at adamairwilliams at gmail.com, by the way, for PayPal. I an emergency dog fight in the front yard. Well, I already did the closeout. Are you cool with it? Yeah. Because... <laughs> <laughs> uh, this turkey was getting all butt-headed with an American bulldog. Now I got the old stunk back in the grandma gutter bunk. Woo! <laughs> wow. I'm awake. My fellow trainers, our nation's in crisis. Joe Brogan has just said the N-word to Snooki Goldberg. No one's watching the winter Olympics. And I've just been informed the present minister of Canada... Jesse Trombone has been killed by drugs. He was sorely missed. Not only was he the first black guy Pez minister, he was a great American. He was also a, a great
great Muslim guy. Our farts and prayers go out to the back. Not, not, not our, our farts. Look, look. There's these trucks. They transform. They turn into robots. Well, man, we gotta get, get these things running around, honking, honking around, turning to people. But don't you worry. Don't you fret. Uncle Joy's on the case. First, I sent Vice Principal Canola Hair up to the planet of the truck people to open a dialogue with Bostomus Prime. Second, I've asked Congress to increase my dosage of talking pills. And finally, I've approved emergency funding to distribute free crack pipes to every man, woman, and trans Jenga. Tell them to stay alert for the truck people.